For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 399 of Blue mm. Harvest. I'm mm -hmm. your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Wynn. Buddy, the Eve, 400 Eve. 399. That's a big number. It when, is, when you man. Think about it. It's impressive. I, I got to give it to you, buddy. You're the reason these 400 episodes have happened. I tend to just show up with my shitty opinions but you, you know you stop it. know the the knowledge and the research the technical mechanical you know all of it audio visual it's all you buddy like you are kind of a savant at this stuff you're the master and maybe like an, this all happens because of you maybe an idiot savant fucking i knew that you, you were gonna <laughs> tack that on there as soon as I said it, it, I was like, he's going to ruin that. He's going to ruin Somehow he's going to. Well, listen, buddy, like just because I may do the technical side of things, like there is no 399 episodes of Blue Harvest without you showing up every week. Oh, my man. Me. It's my pleasure and honor to be here to talk to you about Star Wars. Like, oh, get oh. out of here. It's like I mean, the listen. favorite thing I do every week. Buddy, I really appreciate that because some some weeks. Recording with you and Steve is all I have to look forward to. So I do appreciate that. Um, it's it's an honor and so, a pleasure to record these things. Listen, uh, we listen. Here's it, to another 400. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope we don't get to like 402. And then they were like, that's. Let's get we'll get to phenomenal. 800 episodes because I said that. And then we'll be like, you know what? Here's to another 800. And then, you know. We'll check back in at 1600. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I was about to say, let's hope we don't get to 402 and people are like, yeah, then it, it got, it, and it is really dark. Anomaly Patri Spirit Design thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have a ton to talk about this week. You know, it's the week after Mandalorian wraps up. We're in sort of a quiet period, but there is some, some, some fun stuff to cover. You know, obviously, we're just a couple of hours from the launch of Jedi Survivor. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about some of the early impressions of that game. Um, now, listen, as part of the business, we got a little bit of an extended business this week, you guys. So Ooh. obviously, you want to go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs, right? Speaking of Jedi Survivor, tomorrow, April 28th, like if you're listening to this on April 28th, there's almost a 100% chance I am streaming Jedi Survivor right now at twitch.tv slash blueharvestpod. Come hang out. I'm going to be streaming it all day. I switched my days off around this this week so I could have Friday off so I could stream it all day. So come hang out. Oh, you know what else is going down at twitch.tv slash blueharvestpodcast next week? Our episode 400 live stream celebrating eight years and 400 episodes of Blue Harvest on May the 4th, the eight-year anniversary of our first recording. And yeah, we're going to be live streaming that episode. You know, for the last couple of years, we've done like a an anniversary <coughs> live stream. So twitch.tv slash blueharvestpod. It will be going down at 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific is when that stream will be kicking off. Steve and I did our High Potion episode 100 live stream last night. Chef's kiss. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You know what? It was good. So the two I, of you were having a great time. You could tell. You want to know? That's what makes a good podcast. Yeah. You want to know what? Um, you want to know something silly? Like, so Steve and I were hanging out like in the you know the the recording environment before we went live. And just, you know, sort of talking, you know, how it was going to go. I was showing him, you know, like where he could see the chat and all this stuff. And he was like, how are you feeling about tonight? And I was like, honestly, I don't feel nervous. Like previously when we did our live streams, they were very stressful and I was very mm -hmm. nervous through them. But yeah. a benefit of doing all the live streaming on Twitch that I've been doing over the last eight months or whatever, um, six months, eight months, whatever the fuck it's been. Uh, it's been, I've become a lot more comfortable. And I'm talking all this shit like, oh, I'm going to be great. And buddy, the minute we went live, super anxious and nervous. Why? So, Why? Um... Exactly. Exactly. Immediately. I'm talking about a hum and a hum and a hum. The one, two, the so, um. So listen, um, if you guys didn't get a chance to check out the High Potion live stream, you want to see the video version, it's up on our YouTube channel. There's links in the show notes also on our website for that, right? You can check it out there. Uh, we'll also be posting the video version of the Blue Harvest stream on the YouTube channel after we're done doing that, um, if you can't make it live. So uh, the only other bit of business I have to give you guys is our Patreon. You can sign up at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast to get access to all our bonus shows. There wasn't one this week because of preparing for the High Potion stream. I had to do some video editing and just, you know, any free time I had was kind of spent preparing for that. So I apologize. But of course, you guys will be getting this episode a little early and, you know, we'll be back to the regular stream of special content over there um, very quickly. Um, thanks to all our patrons. You guys are the best. We really, really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you guys keep the lights on over here at the old Blue Harvest podcast. Yep. Oh, you, you know, um, so I've been looking into sort of setting up like 
because, uh, buddy, my taxes this year were a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, oh, really? just because I've got a full time normal job, right? I had my part time job that, uh, you know, that was my old full time job. And then, you know, different income sources from streaming or whatever the hell, right? It was very complicated. Right. I got it, I got it taken care of. It wasn't that bad. But uh, after this year, I'm seriously considering do, setting up like, I don't know. An this LLC. Is, yeah, something like that, right? Like, I yeah. am real fucking dumb when it comes to that sort of thing. So I don't, I need to research it. I need to talk to my dad. My dad's real smart when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, it's easier than you would think. But like, I was trying to think like, oh, I should come up with a good LLC name. And I, you know, I was like, well, I could be like Blue Harvest Productions or Blue Harvest Studios. But considering like, it's not just Blue Harvest anymore. It's the stream. It's High Potion. I think... I think my LLC is going to be Walter Buddy LLC. Oh, nice. Name it after my dude, Walter. Walter Buddy. Yeah. Also my dad's middle name. Um, oh, that's cool. So, <laughs> um, like we were saying earlier, we're just a couple of hours from the launch of Jedi Survivor, which I'm very, very stoked for, buddy. It seems like it's been so long since we got a star well it has been when did uh fucking squadrons count come out that was like october of 2020 right mm, was it, it was really even, yes october 2nd okay. 2020 wow wow three Damn. years ago yep two and a half three years ago it's been Not a while a since we've had a, a big star wars game and, you know, yeah. obviously COVID played a big part in that. I'm sure uh, Jedi Survivor would have been out earlier, you know, had that not played a role in video game development across the board, not just with that game. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I recently replayed the first one for an episode of High Potion, which we also put up on the Blue Harvest feed. <laughs> and replaying it, like, it is real evident how special of a game that game is and like how good it is and you know mm -hmm. yeah maybe cal is a little bland but he's bland in a way that meshes very well with established star wars in my opinion right like mm -hmm. you could very easily say that maybe luke skywalker's a little bland in a new hope well there's there, that changes they're kind with. of angsty youngster right, right right like it exists there like it's mm -hmm. a like uh it's an energy that evolves. You know, the character yeah. grows out yeah. of that pretty quickly. Exactly. And that was just the first chapter of his story. But regardless of that, like a super memorable cast, beautiful game, hell of a, a good time to play, great story. So, you know, I've been very excited for this game for a little while, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, you kind of got to temper your excitement because it's not out yet. Like if I just sit around every day and go like, Oh, it's 83 days until Jedi survivor comes out. I'll drive myself fucking batty. Right. Right. Um, but here on the eve of release, I am so excited. Me too. Ooh. Um, and on Wednesday, so yesterday, the review embargo for Jedi survivor listed, meaning, you know, all the people that got early copies to review could start posting their reviews. And across the board, it has been very positive. I saw that. I saw a couple of those. Um, I saw that IGN gave it a 9. 
right now on Metacritic, which collates all the reviews and gives it like a combined score, right? A right. combined average score out of 100, it's sitting at an 86. Oh, which that's is, pretty good. Which is solid, which is real yeah. solid. Um, so it looks like we're in for a fucking treat. Now, I didn't, I read the IGN review, I read one other review, and then I kind of was like, okay, that's enough. I don't need to read a ton of reviews, right? Um, at this point, I'm just more uh, interested in playing it and developing my opinion on it. The only thing I've sort of seen consistently is that, you know, there's some new lightsaber stances in this this one, and I guess there's one where you can go sort of Kanan slash, slash Ezra with it and have a blaster and a lightsaber. I've heard maybe the the blaster gameplay isn't super strong. It's a little awkward. That's okay. It's not like you're not going to have four other, five other lightsaber stances to use, right? Like if that was the only combat stance you could use, maybe it would be more of a problem, but it's not. Right, yeah. <clears throat> but I woke up this morning, finally had a chance to catch up on my sleep. Fucking buddy, these treatments are sending your boy hauls through the ringer here lately damn dude i'm um, sorry that's all right buddy i'm just hoping when when this is over it's over but we'll see yeah regardless i woke up to something fucking delightful dude let me oh, really? pull this up for you it's a promotional video um for jedi survivor that they released today that i don't know if you've seen it yet um probably not so I don't want to give away what it is. So give me one second and I'll play it for you. And we'll watch it yeah. together. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. I really like Cal as a character. Cool. Hell yeah. I, I can't wait to see how he develops in this next one. All right, you ready? Yeah, me too. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. Remember, just feel it. <sighs> All right. You're on Kobo. The mogul wampa thing is coming. You're not scared. Show me focus. Good. You're not playing baseball. Right. You will take me to the senator now. You will take me to the senator no, now. Less risk. <laughs> Mark, you know I don't actually have the force, right? BD1 says no excuses. Hold it. You get two lightsabers? Well, technically one, but I can split them. You never gave me two lightsabers. Mark? Duck! Okay, now use your force powers to pull that sphere. I really don't need you to explain the force to me. <laughs> That's pretty good. Dude, that what a great idea for a promotional video. It's pretty good and wholesome. Yeah, man. I really like that. Like, I get put a big old smile on my face. Um, mm -hmm. Mark Hamill, uh, Coach and Cameron that plays Cal Kestis. Ugh, just mm -hmm. what a great idea. What a great idea. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and the lines. You're not playing baseball. Yeah. You know, like, it was, it was funny. Um, I got to say, like... One of the things that kind of has me excited, right, and and listen, I also fully acknowledge that it's also a bummer for, for people that haven't had a chance to upgrade to the newer um, uh, 
consoles yet is the fact that Survivor is a current-gen console game only, right? Because of mm -hmm. COVID, right, there has been a lull in games taking full advantage of the new hardware, the Xbox Series X, the PlayStation 5, you know, the biggest, baddest video cards, right? There's been a lot of, like, they still release on the older systems and the newer systems, which I think is great because, you know, that gives more people um, the ability to play those games, especially when those consoles were so hard to get for so long, right? That seems to have gotten a little easier, right? I um, saw, yeah, I saw an article that scalpers are having a hard time uh, selling PS5s because they're so available. You know, good. Sony's pumping them out, I guess. Yeah, because that shit was bullshit, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not one to hate on someone's hustle, how they make a living. But if you're making make a living is like using bots to buy up all the PlayStation 5s around Christmas. So people are like, shit, my kid really wants a PlayStation 5. And the only place to get it is from scummy scalpers. I'm not down with that, man. You know, it's a poisonous and toxic kind of, you know, economic move, really. Yeah. And that if you allow this practice continue, it's going to get worse with like popular technology releases, mm -hmm. you know, that it's everything is going to be three or 400 times well, and more expensive at it launch. The thing is, the scalpers like, will be buying it all up. Once again, COVID played a big part in that because both companies, normally when a new console launches, it's in limited numbers, right? That's always the way it's been. Now, whether that's because that's just what they're able to produce or it's like this false scarcity. I've, you know, I've seen people say that that's, you know, Sony in particular does that. They make their, their new consoles artificially scarce, right? To mm -hmm. drive up interest and, and stuff like that. Or if it, but there's no denying that COVID and sort of like supply chain issues slowed the, production of those consoles which made them harder to get and then you add scalpers on top of it it was just a fucking mess but mm -hmm. long story short is what i was getting around to is it's going to be nice to play a game that's taking full advantage of the new hardware that's also a oh, star yeah. wars game <laughs> so oh yeah i can't wait to see it um now one other piece of gaming news this one is specifically of interest to you and me buddy they announced that coming may 2nd Anakin is coming to Fortnite. Oh, I saw that. And there was a joke was like, isn't Fortnite a bunch of kids? Oh, yeah. And I thought that, a, that was funny as hell. Bro, I am going to be fucking murdering younglings as Anakin. Um, and the reveal image. I mean, look, he looks awesome. He looks like Anakin in, in Fortnite. I love in the background they got the Venator ships up in the sky. Um, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of Star Wars event. You know, it makes sense because next week being May the 4th and stuff. But mm -hmm. I was real excited to see this because, you know, me and Will, we love some fork knife. Love some fork knife. And right now they've Dude. got an Attack on Titan event that's going on that is sick. sick it is. I, I'm looking forward to Anakin because I bet that's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting that skin. I hope they put the Mando skin back up one day because that was one of well, those that you could only get through an event, right? During a Star Wars, you know, exclusive would be a good time to do that. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it would be. Cool be. Um, but yeah, man, I, listen, as someone who thought Fortnite, was, and we've talked about this before, thought Fortnite was a little goofy before I actually started playing it. Mm -hmm. When they do a themed event, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Dragon Ball, whether it's My Hero Academia, whether it's Attack on Titan, whatever their themed event is, they fucking nail it, dude. You mm -hmm. cannot take that away from them. They've also kind of mastered the equilibrium in the store versus the power of the currency, you know, mm -hmm. to drive sales. Yeah, and um, and it's all cosmetic, right? There's not mm -hmm. a single bit of like pay to win to it. It's just how your right. character looks, right? And right. Um, I I was talking to Steel today, and he was like, "I don't like I don't really understand Fortnite. What's the deal? Like, is it always Star Wars or people running around in a bunch of different characters?" And I explained to him that essentially Fortnite is the video game equivalent of Funko Pop. You know how, like, Funko has every single fucking license under the sun? That's right. kind of how Fortnite is. Marvel, mm -hmm. DC, Rick and Morty, RoboCop, a Alien, Predator, like, you name you it, know, Cobra Kai. What's, what's funny is there are purists that hate that shit. They're like, oh, I can't believe all these crossovers. Well, I miss good for them because Fortnite. that's why I love it. I was about to say, that's what kind of drew us in, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of makes us stick around is... The variety of the characters, how mm -hmm. good they look, and honestly, the content release—they are have also kind of mastered games as a service. You know, they provide a variety of content, and it's always changing. Always changing. Like the you weapons. Know, you don't see that, that with a lot of other map, games. Yeah. Call of Duty tries, but there's only so much you can push. You know, like yeah, different sorry. maps and different perks. Peace like and that. Love. Is Peace hard. and love to any of my Call of Duty heads out there. There is a. Uh, there's just something fundamental I don't like about the concept of Call of Duty that grosses me out. I, I, it's something it's a I little want... sweaty and a little twitchy. I think it's not like, even that. A... I don't mind sweaty gameplay. Dead by Daylight can be one of the sweatiest games you play. You know what I mean? This like, is true. It's not that. It is the culture and the. I, you know what? This is one of those gaming things that I've felt. I've talked to you about it before. My feelings mm -hmm. on call of duty as like a cultural influence it's one of those things mm -hmm. that i want to think of how to present better instead of just spouting off my mouth about it right now but right. there's something fundamental about the concept of call of duty that i just it grosses me out um that's for another as maz Kanata said a story from another for another time right but, so i explained that to steel right and he goes oh so is it kind of like ready player one and i was like buddy that's the perfect analogy. You nailed it's it. It's a good analogy, yeah. <laughs> um, so, buddy, <clears throat> last week when we were talking about the finale of Mandalorian, you were getting me kind yeah. of <clears throat> hyped up. You're, you're, you're twisting my nips a little bit about the whole Boba Fett not being in two episodes of his own show. Mm-hmm. Well, this, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the buttons to push. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, this week, my good friend... The man himself, Timur Morrison, sort of spoke out about it. Have you seen this? Mm, no, I have not. So I believe he was at like a Q&A, right, for a con or something. I can't remember what it was, but this is essentially what he said. And boy, let me tell you, the amount of times I got tagged in this story over the last week. Insane. Oh, my goodness. Um, so this is what he said. 
and this is fascinating. I was supposed to be in The Mandalorian Season 3, but nobody rang me. I was waiting for the phone call in New Zealand, waiting and wanting to give up. Well, that Mando guy stole a few chapters of my book. It was painful oh. watching him turn up with some black new lethal sword. And the way he turned up in my book of Boba Fett, he just destroyed everybody. Uh, I'm sure this guy is uh, ruining my show. But I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I'm not the writer, so I have to bear it, I guess. Um, so, the, you know, listen, if you watch Timora Morrison interviews, like, I think you can see that, like, he's being sort of jokey. He's given the, sh he's taking the shit or taking the piss or whatever. Right. Say, now, like. now, I obviously, I think he feels that way, but he's not being like a, no, you know, re red laser eyed YouTube thumbnail. Right. Like, I don't know. No, but he's given good natured shit. I think yeah, I think he is given good natured shit. And he also brought up like, um, you know, that there's some changes going on at Disney. This is all very public. Right. Disney right. is in the process of laying off a bunch of people, which is fucking gross, considering, you know, how massive and rich that company is. Right. You know, there was the whole Chappic thing. There was the whole Bobby I coming back thing, right? It's there. There are a lot of changes going on. He kind of insinuated that maybe some of those changes, you know, maybe are why he wasn't asked back for Mando season three. Mm -hmm. um, but it is interesting to see that he thought he was going to be in Mando season three, and also interesting, even if it was jovial. I looked everywhere to see if I could find like a video of this interview or this Q and A. Because I guarantee you, the way he presented it in context was, like you said, given a little good-natured shit, right? Right, right. When you just read it, it sounds sour grapes. Yeah. If you see yeah. it, I'm sure it, it feels different. If you can imagine him on stage about to sing, yeah. you know, the cover of... <laughs> Give me the beat, boy! Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you can tell he's just giving the company shit, and like, yeah. quite obviously. And, well, listen kind of listen i'm it, with it, you Tim. he has a point he I has mean, a point it, it, show me the lie right like right it, it, i'm just glad my dude felt the same way i did what <laughs> joking or not because at the end of the day i'm also joking and having a bit about it now yeah, yeah. that's not to say in the moment when it happened i wasn't mystified and upset being like they really took two I've waited for this for so long, and they took two yeah. episodes away from Boba Fett. Also, in a lot of previous interviews with him, you know, he's very humble. Very yeah. humble about being able to come back as Boba Fett. Yeah. Being surprised that they would want him to come back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he quite obviously digs the gig. And that's exactly, you know, yeah. with his good-natured ribbing here. That's what he's showing you. He digs the gig. Like, he likes me and Boba Fett. Yeah, man. And, and clearly, people enjoy him as Boba Fett, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, now, listen, I, I really do hope. I mean, I hope it's not until whatever the Dave Filoni movie is that we have to wait to see Boba Fett again. Obviously, I don't see him fitting into Ahsoka right now. You know, he did belong at the end, and, and he belonged in the retaking of Mandalore. There was a whole battle well, you could have called out to him for. I you feel know. like if, if you wanted him involved in that, 
you would have had to introduce him earlier in the season for it not I to mean, be silly. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it would have had to been like his reintroduction into this the show would have had to been earlier instead of him just showing up in his ship to for the big final battle and then he's you know what I mean? Like for yeah. it to work and not just feel like uh, uh reference Ham for fisted. reference sake, right? Yeah. Um now, you know, he could show up as Rex in Ahsoka, as old man Rex. That would be cool. That would be tight. Um, you know, but the character of Boba doesn't make much sense for Ahsoka. So if there isn't going to be a second season of Book of Boba Fett, then I guess the next time we could potentially see him is like season four of Mandalorian. And who knows when that's coming out? <sighs> okay. You know, to me... You equipped Boba Fett with so much badass shit, right? Like, you gave him a rancor. He's got his own province on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. You know, he's healing up his buddy. Like, everything is set. He's got a with the next friend. shoe to he's drop. He's got Fennec Shand, who's awesome. Right. He's got a posse, mm -hmm. like a little million arm, mini army. So you acquired all this badass shit. And you're like, all right, we'll, we'll sunset him right there. He's just got a bunch of cool shit. It's like, so I don't get to see any of these badasses flex hard on whatever's coming next. Like, well, I need to see the next chapter of Boba Fett's story. Like, can't end it like that. Now, I'll say this. I like him being the daimyo of, of Tatooine or of specifically Mos Espa, right? Right. I do like that. If there's a second season of Book of Boba Fett, I hope it's not all set on Tatooine. Like, I want no. him out adventuring, you know? Much like Din Djarin, like, he may handle, there may be an arc that happens, like, on Tatooine, like him being a daimyo showing, you know, that he is, and then something will call him away. Now, I say, I keep mentioning a second season of Book of Boba Fett, and now more than ever, I'm convinced that's not a thing and isn't going to be a thing. And hear really? me out. Like... So we're over a year, like well over a year, like almost a year and a half since that show aired, right? Right. We've already had the next season of uh, Mando. There was a celebration where they announced a bunch of new shit. If they were going to announce that there was going to be a second season of Book yeah. of Boba Fett, it would have been a celebration. Right. Like right. when, like how long are they going to They announced to take? three movies. They announced three movies. And they didn't announce right. Book of Boba Fett. There, I, I genuinely don't think there is going to be a second season. And I say this because, like, if they started shooting a, a second season of Book of Boba Fett tomorrow, it's still a year plus out from being released, right? right? And, you know, at that point, you'd be looking at two years, right? Which, which is about what we had to wait in between Mando seasons, right? But Book of right. Boba Fett was in between. Um. I, I I just don't think it's happening. I legitimately don't think it's happening. I would love to be wrong. More than anything, I would love to be wrong. But also, like, it just it can't be sitting around being like, oh, they're, they're going to do a second season of Boba Fett. I just know it, you know? like They, they may want to get the formula back to movies. You know, it seems no, like... I don't think so. I think well, gonna, I mean, they want to do both. They said, why not both? Like that taco commercial. Right, but these bitches are expensive, and they are 
I mean, they're not lining them up one after the other, the Star Wars series. You know, they were, they did with Andor, you know, Mandalorian, Ahsoka. I don't know. I mean, they've been at a pretty good clip, if you think about it. Like, obviously, for a while there, you know, when Disney Plus was just sort of kicking off, it was Mandalorian, right? Seventh season of Clone Wars, second season of Mando, right? It took a while. But ever since season two, or really ever since um, Book of Boba Fett, there's been a pretty good clip of Star Wars stuff between Book of Boba Fett, two seasons of Bad Batch, Kenobi, Andor, um, Mando season three, Ahsoka, the two volumes of Vision, Visions, like... I don't know. They're they're doing it at a pretty good clip. Like mm-hmm. now, trust me. As a Star Wars fan, I would love it if just all fifty-two weeks of the year there was a new episode of Star Wars something, be it live action or animated. But that's you know realistically not going to happen. Um, they. I just feel like they want that movie money, right? Like the movie well, money both. is why you bought Star Wars. Yeah. Like it's great that it's a fantastic intellectual property that can draw people but to your not... streaming service. Yeah. But I think they want that, that movie money. They certainly do. I'm not saying they don't. If they didn't want movies, they wouldn't have announced three new ones, right? They, right. They certainly exactly. do, but they want both. And yeah. clearly the TV side of things has been very good and popular for Star Wars and has really put the brand on its back ever since 2019 when we got Rise of Skywalker because that's been the only Star Wars we've gotten as Star Wars TV, right? Yeah. So in a time when they weren't able to get their shit together or whatever to get a movie out, TV was there and and kept it strong and kept people engaged. You know, I, I do think they want both. I don't think they want a Boba Fett movie. So there's not like there's not going to be a second season of Book of Boba Fett and there's not going to be a Boba Fett movie. He might show up in the Dave Filoni movie. And mm-hmm. I say that because they specifically called out how that movie is going to be the culmination of the stories between Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka and the other shows, right? Right. So he could show up there. I hope that's not how long we have to wait to see him again. I it bet would be it a shame. Is. I I kind of get that feeling too, buddy. I be honest with you, I kind of get that feeling too. And I don't think he'll be in the next season of The Mandalorian, but he should be. I think that'll I, be the last one, right? The fourth one. I mean, they haven't they haven't said. You know, there's been no. To be honest, the only comment that there has been about another season of Mandalorian is Jean Favreau. Jean Favreau. Um, <laughs> saying that he wrote the next season. But we also, mm-hmm. like we talked about last week, he's a little loosey-goosey with his definitions. He likes to, you know, keep things close to the chest. So is that Mando or is that some other related Mando show? I don't know. Um, I wrote some next, I wrote the next season that might mean I have a collection of sticky notes. Well, no, yeah. I, what I mean is like, because <clears throat> the way they presented before they announced Book of Boba Fett, they said, oh, the next chapter in the Mandalorian saga will be out in December 2021. Oh, okay. And people heard that and they were like, oh shit, Mando season three is coming out in December next year. No, that was Book of Boba Fett. So you see uh. what I'm saying? They, they, they're tricky like that. Now, 
we'll know soon enough right like i'm sure we'll know um timeline wise meaning like not the star wars timeline but just production timeline depending on when that dave filoni movie is supposed to come out there is maybe one at the very most two more seasons of mando that you could do before that movie is supposed to come out if that movie really is wrapping it all up once and for all that's it you got one more season two more seasons at most so there's a possibility you could see boba fett in there somewhere no I, i like i said at the very least i'm fairly confident he'll be in the movie the thing that sucks is is if he's in this movie the dave filoni movie he's not going to be a main part of it you know what i mean like it just realistically like so let's say in 2026 or 2027 whenever it is we get this dave filoni movie that wraps it all up at that point we'll have had four maybe five seasons of the mandalorian a couple of seasons of ahsoka book of boba fett skeleton crew and maybe something else we don't know right the the main focus of that movie is going to be din Djarin, grogu and ahsoka and then obviously thrawn and whatever the imperial threat is right right and by the way more than likely deep fake luke leia and han so i'm just saying that guys if you're against that sort of thing just go ahead and strap in because I'm almost certain it's going to be a part of that, you know? Right, Um, right. So when you think about that, right, that, like, the focus would most likely, most certainly be on Din, Grogu, Ahsoka, maybe, you know, Luke, Leia, and Han in some capacity. I don't think they would be, you know, front and center the whole movie. Um, You start to see that, like, Boba Fett cannot... in all reality can't be a major player in that movie he can be along for the ride he can have a couple of cool scenes but he's not going to be like the focus of the movie by any means so i don't know man you know what why don't we do something that always cheers me up when i get down about boba fett and let's hear from our friends you want to do that i do let's listen to a song about kiati mundy's head looking like a dick first Kiyadi. Kiyadi, Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Kiyadi, Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his bud. Kiyadi, Cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kiyadi, Cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Lou Herb! Cockhead! Harsberger! Cockhead! Will Wynn! Cockhead! Goose Payne! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! G-D! Cockhead! Cockhead! Hey, listen, if you want to send in a voicemail or an email and be part of episode 400, it's easy enough to do. You just got to send it to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. 
So, buddy, we do have a little catching up to do with some friends. You know, we, we Star Wars season always brings in a influx of communications from our buddies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're going to get caught up with our friends, clear the deck for next week, okay? So, first up, we got one from our boy, Mr. 100, Kobe. Hey, Haws and Will, it's your boy Kobe, a.k.a. Mr. 100. How's it hanging? Hopefully it's hanging clean, yeah, as always. Um, I just I got to get out a big old just sheesh for that. Sheesh. The last two episodes of Mandalorian, man. Ah, just so great. Not going to lie, season started out a little bit slow. Just a little bit slow. It was still good, but just a tad slow. Um, and then these last two episodes, they just, mm, just freaking just sucker punch you right in the face. It's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, just, just a great show. I mean, every time one of these seasons opens or wraps up, I'm just like, this show is just so good. Even when it's, you know, even when it's not as, even when it's on its lower points, right? Even when it's on a lull, it's still so good. It's just, it's just a great thing. It's a great thing for Star Wars. Um, and man, in episode seven, I loved episode seven, by the way, one of my favorites of all time from, from Mandalorian. When those Praetorian guards come out, Ooh, man, I was like, I was like cooling myself off like a, like a little, little, little Japanese fan. You know what I mean? I was just like, Ooh, man, like just, just, it's just making me hot. I love them Praetorian guards, dude. Um, and it just, I also love what you're saying last week, Hawes, about, um, I think it was last week talking about, uh, a certain, a certain Star Wars YouTuber, um, who we all know who we're talking about. Um, not going to lie, definitely used to have a certain affection for that that youtuber um until he went all just piss baby on us but i just love the idea you know that whole oh the mandalorian you know dave filoni's gonna gonna take over star wars from kathleen kennedy and the woke mob or whatever they i don't know whatever they're saying and and they're gonna they're gonna fix it they're gonna they're gonna retcon the sequels mm-hmm, yeah sure okay it just i'm just glad that we can kind of i think star wars was at a, a little bit of a a little bit of a schism, um, and I think I think we're slowly starting to kind of repair it, repair it back, and get it back to Star Wars has never been the fandom has never been great, but kind of just get it back to a little bit more cohesion. Um, anyway, that aside, Mandalorian's awesome. Obviously, I do have a little bit of a goofy little question for you, just a, just to throw out there. Um, if you had to pick three characters from Star Wars. And that's your posse, and you're gonna attend. You're gonna get a little stony baloney, a little enhanced, right? Stony and you're gonna attend baloney. a tool concert. Oh my god! Who are you choosing? Now, here's the stipulation: they can't be like, they can't have like an already built-in chemistry, if that makes sense. Like, or they can't be from that's the same, you know, show, from the same general era, or, you okay. know, like you can't say like Anakin and Obi Wan and then one more person. You know what I mean? Or you can't say like okay. You know, I see what Maul and Savage. I, I like it, they kind of have to be separated a little bit, and always I mean, or as always, I'll give you mine as well. Um, but yeah, three characters that you are taking to a, a tool concert with you as your posse. Um, mine personally, I'm gonna go original, or I'm gonna go prequel, original, sequel, prequel era. I'm taking Yvonne Sleeves and Bagano. Oh my God. He might be a little bit pretentious and annoying talking about how opiate is technically the best tool 
it's not, project it's or good, something something stupid like that. Um, but he's bringing he's bringing the motherfucking death stick, so we putting up with it. You know, we're getting a little stony baloney up in here. Um, and then for original trilogy, I'm I'm pulling my boy Max Rebo. Um, because he, he's all about wailing that jizz, you know what I mean? He appreciates good music. You just, you need a guy like that. Uh, and then sequel trilogy, I'm bringing kind of a cheat a little bit, but I'm bringing Chewbacca, sequel, sequel era Chewbacca. I think it works. Because if shit gets hairy in the pit, motherfucker be ripping some arms off, you know what I mean? So I, I just, I feel like that's the squad right there. So what's, what's your guys's, um, as always, you guys are the best. Keep it real. Keep going. Uh, just keep pushing forward keep producing that great content and have a good night peace out um i feel like that's so unfair of the restriction because well i get my perfect crew would Uh be han chewy and lando that's who you take to the show listen you could do you could do han from original trilogy right you could do Lando from Solo, so you're going with Donald Glover, Lando, Ooh. and you're getting, yeah. and just like Kobe, you could take Chewie from sequel trilogy. Boom. He, they have chem- they have built in chemistry though. Well, I think he meant like built in connections, right? And he, I mean, listen, he twisted the rules himself. He said he cheated a little bit and took sequel trilogy Chewbacca. So I think That's you're true. you're more than welcome to make the same concession. Will, it's our podcast. Who are we to let fucking Kobe tell us what to do? <laughs> I'm <just> <laughs> um, I would take Wrecker. Oh, um, fuck. Wrecker would go with us. Um, I would take Boba Fett. We'll just get it out of the way. Yeah. Boba Fett's going. Wrecker. I, so I, I definitely would have taken him. He's my favorite bad batch character and not that you taking him means i can't but i you know no i don't up. take him you no him. no 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 i'm just saying like i was let just me thinking mix it of up. good pe- who would we take there's, to the tool show there's hundreds so you're bringing well like because me and will listen guys if you want to talk about a fucking doo-doo feces eu timeline it's will going to a tool concert that i'm also not attending so will <laughs> is bringing his three we're going together and i'm bringing my three so it totally yeah. works wrecker's there yeah. right yeah he's there he's so there. i'm bringing uh boba fett okay gotta bring boba fett tomorrow morrison right Hmm. holy shit did you hear that noise i did what was that I don't know. Was that a crippled ghost? No, dude, I, this isn't a bit. For once, this <laughs> isn't a bit. It's, I'm not joking. It sounded like a plane crash. And I live kind of close to the airport. Well, I, I didn't hear that. It um, didn't sound like a plane crash, but it. Um, so I'm taking Boba Fett. I am, I mean, because it's Boba Fett. And I want to hang out with him. He seems like, you know. Right. He'd have a good diet. He'd he'd open his third eye and go to a Tool concert for me, with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm taking Boba Fett. I would take. Hmm. Man, there's so many options, so many activities. So many activities. So I'm taking Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Okay, just Ooh, to be, nice to be clear, just to be specific. Yeah, to 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 also establish the timeline i'm in oh actually no i'm because t- i got to make an amendment to this i'm t- i'm taking boba fett all right we're well, taking boba fett <laughs> yeah oh i know this um, i'm taking nyan numb nyan numb 
I'm taking I, Maz Kanata. Ooh. Nyan Nub. She would be fun at the tool show. Yeah, Nyan Nub seems like the kind of guy he might have an. He'd be having a good time. Have yep. a good time. Being he'd about be, he'd blah, keep blah, blah, bringing blah, blah, blah. you beers. Yeah. If you didn't ask and I'd for be it. like, hey, Nyan, listen, man, I don't drink a whole lot. Beer hurts my tummy. I appreciate it, but this has to be my last. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's your yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then your next last. thing I know, fucking, they just get done. <laughs> Turning a eight minute tool song, <laughs> they get done turning an eight minute tool song into a fifteen minute tool song, and I turn around and there's Nyan with another fucking beer, and I'm like, "Fuck, you old pancake head ass." Um, and I'm taking uh, I'm taking Bo Katan, and I will be ooh. I will be uh, I will not be elaborating further. Two percent. Um, uh, I'm gonna take Lobot and set him to funky. Ooh, set him, <laughs> set him to funky. I like that. <laughs> Take him to the tool show. Put uh, dial some knobs on his his old headset. Turn it to funky. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Next up, we got one from Jacob. What is up, Haas and Will? Man, what a finale! We saw jetpacking Mandos with Bo-Katan wielding the dark saber. Whoo! Ultimate battle, taking Mandalore, and uh, yeah, Haas, you were probably one of the few people I heard make that uh, connection. I know you heard it from someone else about last week's episode called "The Spies," and you know that makes a lot of sense. John Favreau himself is Jewish, and there are a lot of uh, direct correlation between the people of Mandalore and. Uh, Jewish people from a uh, kind of a strict code you could say and the need to retake their promised land and so I think with that episode title a lot of people were I don't know overthinking this finale and may have come out disappointed so sometimes it's good to not think so much Sometimes, but it is good to overthink as well. So uh, I think a lot of people may have been disappointed by this finale, thinking, you know, it was going to have these grand revelations, big cameo surprise, some sort of twist or, you know, the death of someone. But it didn't. I think it had a very satisfying, satisfying conclusion to what they set up with this season, being retaking Mandalore. And ultimately, Din finding uh, the best life for Grogu. And uh, he believes that is, you know, taking him on as his apprentice. They get that sweet little house, which is dope. And uh, do you guys think that season four of Mando is now taking the place of what would have been Rangers of the New Republic? See what you guys think? And we'll check you guys later. Oh, I think that is 100% what's going on. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy even said that some of the the planned storylines for that would end up getting folded into The Mandalorian. So I think we're seeing that directly, you know, 100%. Um, Yeah, I... uh, Listen, like, I, I totally get everybody's confusion over the second to last episode being called the spies right and when we only really saw the one 
spy, Elia Kane, right? At the very beginning, talking to the man in the bathtub. Um, and had I not seen someone posit that theory, that biblical connection theory, right? That it refers to that part in Exodus when Moses sends spies into the promised land of Canaan to check it out and see if it's, you know, habitable, if they can, if they can turn that into where they, they live, I would have wondered too. Like, so I get it, you know? Um, and, and I did see a lot of people after the finale being like, yeah, but who were the spies? So honestly, I, I you know, that's that's on them, not on the people that watch. That's on like Lucasfilm slash like explain that to us, you know, be like, mm -hmm. hey, I see people are wondering. Here's the answer. Right. That's right. Neither here nor there. They could also do a second book of Boba Fett or not take him out of two of his own goddamn episodes. All right. Here. This one's from Florian. <laughs> Oz will miss a back. And apparently I have noticed something again that no one else has. At least I have not heard anything about it. But maybe I'm just imagining things. I hope you can clarify this for me. So at the end of the episode, Din and his son Din enter the bar. And I noticed a hidden cameo there. No, I'm not talking about Dave's hat. I'm talking about what Dave said. You might think I'm joking, but I watched the episode for the first time with headphones on and you can clearly hear his voice in the background. Let me play you a part of the scene. Maybe you can hear his voice too. Anyway, um, Din starts talking and Din, I mean the other Din, the, the green Din, jumps on the bar rail. And at that moment, you can clearly hear Dave say something again. I'm gonna play the clip first so that you can hear it without any influence of mine. And then I'm gonna tell you what I heard. So I think he said, Plo Koon. Let's listen to it again. So yeah, Plo Koon, as in Dave's it. favorite I Jedi. It, and fine. at the end of the scene in the bar, he says, Kia D. Let's listen to the clip. I'm out, motherfucker. Okay, okay. no, but Our I'm pretty sure Florian, that he says Plo Koon, right? Florian, yeah, so I guess that is why the episode is titled The Return, uh, because of Plo Koon. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Anyway, have Florian. a nice day. Bye-bye. Florian, buddy. You like to fuck with your old pals, he Halls, said, and Will. You. He said, got him! Um, so, I didn't hear him say Plo Koon. Granted, you know, I've listened to a lot of Tool very loudly. Especially when I went to that concert with Will, Lobot, Wrecker, uh, uh, Bo Boba Fett, Nian Nainam and Bo Katan will, will, and, Maz will, and Maz Kanata. I will elaborate. Ooh, damn, that is a good ass time. That's I a bet. good crew, man. You know, Maz Kanata be tweaking those glasses of hers, getting a better look at the visuals. Talking mm -hmm. about like, I can feel my third eye opening. Uh, I mm -hmm. immediately started a Maz Kanata impression, and within the first <laughs> sibl syllable, said, "Nah, -uh, backing out." <laughs> It kind of went Kermit the Frog there. Yeah, the kinda, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here comes one from our buddy Josh, a.k.a. Billy Bob. Hey, Halls and Will. Man, I'm loving the podcast right now because I'm watching an episode of Mando and listening to the review podcast for it, and I'm enjoying it so far. 
feels good to be catching up as well. Working on season three of Mando. I'm going to finish Rebels this time and also Andor. Then I have a lot of Bad Batch to get to as well since I've only done half the first season. So when I say I have a lot to catch up to, it's not a joke. But I'll get there. I can absolutely not wait until Friday night because I will be seeing episode 6 for its 40th on the big screen for the first time ever. It'll be the first time I've ever seen any of the original trilogy on the big screen, so I'm stoked. Might have to get a nap when I get home from work since my showtime isn't until 10, 15 p.m., but it's well worth it. But I hope my buddies have a good weekend, and may the Force be with you both. That's awesome, Billy Bob. I'm glad you're going to see Return of the Jedi in theater. <sighs> That's cool. Uh, next up, we have one from Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. Hope you fellows are doing well and getting excited for the anniversary live stream coming up. I know I sure am. Anyway, I have a quick question and some cock-a-duty speculating for you both today. First, is the Moff Gideon we see at the end of Season 3 a clone? I've seen a lot of people pointing this idea out, but there's one thing that stands out to me. Gideon obviously does not have a mustache in Season 3, and there's not much explaining about it. All of the clones also have no mustache. Is this simply something Giancarlo had to do because of his filming schedule, or is this something bigger that they're hinting at? Much like we thought they missed something big about Mando's not taking their helmets off, this may be something that they're hinting at us for us, hinting at for us as well. At the end of the season, Mando is told by the armorer that he must take Grogu on his adventures to learn about the galaxy like Din did. Do you think that Din's trials include his time on Tatooine and when he learned about Tuscan culture? That seemed like something they hinted at in previous seasons, but was never really discussed. Anyway, I want to see what you guys thought of it and what medium we could see ba Den's backstory told someday. Thanks for all you do, and talk to you soon. Best wishes, Sam. Buddy, listen, I have seen this damn uh, mustache cock-a-duty speculating going around. I, I don't think there's much to it. I think it's just like, they're like, ah, maybe he doesn't have a mustache this season. I, I want to say for 100% positive that they're not going to say that that um moff gideon was a clone in season mm -hmm. three and that the real moff gideon is out there for one we have never seen any indication in star wars that cloning means they they carry on the memories of the person they were cloned from right unless mm -hmm. you're talking about some you know weird situation where some where Palpatine fucking transfers his essence into a clone, right? That's the only mm -hmm. time we've seen it. Moff Gideon doesn't have that power. Secondly... You know, like, I technically haven't seen that. Well, we know that's what happened. Right, but like, the movie doesn't show you that. No, the movie definitely doesn't show you that, but that is the official canon explanation. explanation? Yeah. Okay. That is, that is what happened. That's not like, you know, just a fan theory. Right. Um... I want to say 100% that they wouldn't do that because that would be kind of goofy, but I, mm -hmm. I can't say for 100% that they would not do that. Um, but I, I really don't think so. Now, I do legitimately think that line that the armor says about, you know, he needs to take Grogu on his adventures like Din went on his adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, I 100% think that is a wonderful opening for 
more den storytelling in the future, not necessarily as a TV show. You know what I want? Exactly. That's kind of what I meant. The video game. Nice. Like, that's the perfect opportunity for a Mandalorian video game where you play as Din Djarin. You set it before, right? With him on his adventures. And it would be fucking badass. You get a little bit, bit of Din Djarin backstory. You get to play as him. Ooh. That's, I think that's a good format. Now, That'd be cool. realistically, comics, books, that's probably where most of it will get you know, explained or talked about, which would also be exciting. Um, but I do think that's the kind of Star Wars setup that gets paid off in the future. Mm. All right. Next up, we got one from Trey, a.k.a. Ghoul Beans. I saw Ghoul Beans in the chat last night in the, the High Potion 100 stream. Hey, Halls and Will, it's your pal Trey, a.k.a. Ghoul Beans. I've recently been reading the original Thrawn trilogy in the event the upcoming shows reference the books at all or have any sort of Easter eggs. Already, we've seen Captain Pelion making a live-action appearance, Ahsoka calling Thrawn heir to the Empire in the trailer, and even Hook's appearance in Rebels. I find it interesting that Zahn makes a lot of reference to the Clone Wars, the Jedi, and the Old Republic in the books, but never dives too deeply into the history. He does a good job allowing that history to be foggy, but still makes it make sense for the story he's telling. As someone that grew up in the prequel era with the movies and games, I never had to wonder what exactly that prequel era looked like. So my question is, are two people that grew up with the originals, what did that history, Clone Wars, Jedi, Order, etc., look like in your minds before the prequels were released? What did you think the Clone Wars were? Were there any legend stories that gave you a better idea? Thank you guys so much for the podcast and the Twitch nights. I'm always having fun and looking forward to more. Y'all are the best. Trey. No, thank you, Trey. Thanks for coming by the streams. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you, buddy. Um, man, I could do a whole episode with Will about what we thought. The Clone Wars. Oh, were. yeah. What the weird Star Wars assumptions. Um, I don't know. I think we've talked about this at one point way back in the day. But something that pops into my mind, I don't know if I mentioned it then, but like I made the assumption that cloning was bad, right? Yeah. And that the Jedi were fighting the cloners. Like they I, were cloning an army and getting away with something that like well, I, was bad for the people. Yes, I 100% thought that, but I thought like maybe Palpatine or, or you know, the bad guys were cloning Jedi, right? Oh, and making... Yeah you know, cloning Jedi and, and, and building an or army of bad Jedi clones. And that mm. we, the clone wars were like, you know, the originals versus the clones of themselves and right. You know, giant, almost medieval style battles between lightsaber wielding individuals. That's for the longest time. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought it was the Jedi against the cloners. Mm -hmm. And I thought the cloners would have made like these amazing, super soldier clones you know mm -hmm. like all master chiefs or whatever um they kind of did do that well they did they did i didn't expect the clones to be the good guys no right like when well, i saw the prequels i yeah. was like oh <laughs> well they, i did not expect yeah clones are the good guys fighting the droid bad guys well yeah they're good guys and then they're bad guys. That you well, can, I mean, I gotta that's be seen. the nuance of it. Yeah, you, you right. Know, in the prequels, they're the good guys. The separatists are the bad guys. 
Yeah, but are it's that's the thing. The thing I have to give Uncle George is like when you actually sit down and and take in the whole story of that era of Star Wars, right? The mm-hmm. prequel era with the movies and Clone Wars and all the official canon stuff, like there's some pretty interesting nuance and like the whole machinations of Palpatine and how that's like it's it's pretty impressive. It's pretty good. Like when, I agree. I mean, you it's... know. There's some rough you know, edges, there's, right? But like, at its yeah. core, it's really solid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I was convinced it was the Jedi that were being cloned, and they were fighting clones of themselves. Oh, um, nice. And uh, another uh, assumption I had was that, like, Darth Vader was around for a lot longer than we saw him. Like, I... I remember, like, <clears throat> you know, I would go to the comic book shop every week, right? And this was in the quote-unquote dark times. This was pre-Heir to the Empire even coming out, right? Um, and I would remember talking to the dudes at the comic book store being like, are they ever going to do more Star Wars? And they'd be like, yeah, you know, there, there's going to be an episode one, two, and three. And it's going to tell about how, you know, it's going to be the story about how Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. I'd be like, well, when are they going to do that? And they'd be like, buddy, I don't know. Why do you think I work at a comic book store? Why do you think I have this answer? <laughs> right. Um, and um, I remember in those days, right, like the first time I got hyped for the prequels was getting the last version of the original trilogy on VHS before the special editions, the ones that have the three heads, right? The one mm-hmm. tape has the uh, Stormtrooper head, one has Yoda, one has Darth Vader. And at the beginning of those, there's interviews with Leonard Malton, right? And on one of those interviews, George Lucas talks about the prequels and how he's writing them and he's going to be doing them. And buddy, I was so fucking stoked. And in my mind, the the structure of the prequels the first two were going to be Anakin and Obi-Wan as good guys fighting in the Clone Wars the second one would have ended with Anakin turning to the dark side getting burnt in a volcano or whatever because there was like Mm -hmm. references to a volcano and him getting you know all fucked up in the Return of the Jedi novelization and then the third movie was going to be like Darth Vader wiping out the Jedi and Anakin and Yoda going into hiding and hiding the kids. And they, and I always assumed that Luke and Leia would be older than infants as well. Like I thought they would be like maybe toddler aged at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was convinced the third movie was going to just be Darth Vader. Like the main plot of the movie would be a newly fucking minted Darth Vader hunting down the Jedi, that we'd see the Jedi purge that yeah, way. Yeah, me too. I kind of thought that was going to happen in episode three. <laughs> also, did not expect the first episode to start with him as a kid. No, me neither. I thought um, I thought it was going to be like, you know, he would be like Luke age, Luke in a New Hope age. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, when Obi-Wan talks about a lightsaber being uh, more less random and clumsy than a blaster and a more civilized weapon for a more civilized age. 
from that one line in my mind, I thought that like. And I mean, you know, the the Republic era was a little more civilized, but it's still Star Wars, right? It's just Coruscant Star Wars, right? Like it's, you know, Senate Star Wars and stuff. But it's not, I thought when he was like a more civilized age, I thought there was like a super fancier, like, I don't know, more civilized age in the galaxy before the Empire took over. Um, you know what I mean? Kind of more like a Valhalla or like um Camelot. I don't know, like a Camelot kind of, yeah. yeah. I thought, like, because they were called Jedi Knights, I, I legitimately, and I was a big fan of that movie, Excalibur, I thought the prequel movies, like, I, you know, I didn't think it wasn't going to be sci-fi, it wasn't going to be Star Wars, but I thought it would be very sort of, like, medieval-inspired, where, mm-hmm. like, I always envisioned Jedi wearing... um armor not necessarily traditional medieval knight armor but i always thought like oh i bet you jedi knights were like armor they're knights knights wear armor mm-hmm. knights, like yeah. i thought they might even have shields for all i knew right like i remember as a kid having all these crazy ideas i would be like oh but it's going to be like excalibur but in space like i don't and like when you really look at it right there are some visual ways that George shows you that it's a quote unquote more civilized era, right? Like the mm-hmm. sort of art deco design of the ships, like from Naboo, instead mm-hmm. of being very sort of like bolted together militaristic TIE fighters and X wings, everything's very smooth. They're seamless. And, and like it seems like Chrome. craftsmanship, yeah. right? Like, you know, like it's a very different style of ship. Um, and then as it gets closer, right, to the original trilogy era in the Clone Wars, you start to see, you know, things that look more like Star Destroyers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was convinced that Jedi Knight were Jedi Knights were going to be like I took that very literally. And like I was just like, ooh, I bet you like it kind of looks like Boba Fett's armor, but like different because, you know, I, I associated um Armor in Star Wars with Boba Fett, Stormtroopers, and Darth Vader, right? That was my ideas of Star Wars armor. And mm-hmm. to be honest, Darth Vader is the sci-fi version of the classic Black Knight in fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. The the Dark Knight, not fucking Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight, but like the, the knight in black armor, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I, I definitely expanded on that in my brain, thinking like, "Oh, they're gonna be all dark. They're gonna be, ooh, they're gonna be decked out in knight's armor. Ooh, it's gonna be cool." And that's why I love the version of Anakin and Obi Wan from the Clone Wars mm-hmm. because they are they wear armor. It's not knight inspired armor, but it's it's armor. And that's also to be one hundred percent honest with you why i love the divine the designs of the high republic jedi because once again they're not wearing armor but they certainly look more medieval inspired right look at these yeah you see what i'm saying like that that design choice speaks to me in a big way when i think about what i envisioned the prequels to be when i was a kid right and I was like, oh, you know, and like th- like this concept, like those kind of lightsabers with a cross guard, not necessarily the the Kylo Ren style, which I still think yeah, is cool. Yeah, just like a hilt. Yeah. Um, man. But yeah, man. I had a lot. Of, and then 
to be honest, Tales of the Jedi didn't help with those pre those notions either. Because Tales mm-hmm. of the Jedi comes out and you see like Jedi using ancient lightsabers that are connected to a battery pack on their belts and they're fighting Mandalorians. When that happened, I was like, oh, Mandalorians are going to be a huge part of the prequels, I bet. Kind of. I mean, not huge, but, mm-hmm. you know, Django. And then Django, you know, obviously leads to Boba and Mandal- the fall of Mandalore in the yeah. Clone Wars. If you count yeah. that as part well, of well, you you certainly do. You I I consider that part of it. Like that's that's a big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you see this saber right here that this guy's mm-hmm. using. I do. So that company that made the hilt that that Eric Struthers built my Obi Wan saber into Corbanth. Mm-hmm. They have a version of that saber that is so sick. Let me see. Oh, do they really? It. it is so sick. Um, I saw it and I was like, oh, damn. You know me. I like to do some Star Wars window shopping. Mm-hmm. I do. Always be shopping. Window shopping. Damn. I really like the Count Dooku style. The, like, yeah. Yeah. Sort of fencing, fencing style. You know, um, I was actually talking to our buddy Johnny a couple of days ago, and we're just, you know, like um, shooting the shit, and we're talking about like what some of our favorite, um, you know, Star Wars sabers are, and and mm-hmm. I expressed to him that you know, one of my bigger disappointments with the prequels, and this isn't across the board was the lightsaber designs especially in the phantom menace right like this that's Mm -hmm. that's obi-wan's phantom menace lightsaber i don't like that yeah i think a big red button really throws it off yeah i don't like qui-gon's saber uh darth maul's is okay but i'm also not a huge fan of it like there's just some more big red buttons more big red buttons um and then like i always expected you know and this is like Dooku's that is the perfect example yeah. of kind of what I imagined prequel yeah. sabers to be or the Emperor's Count Dooku's lightsaber is baller and the Emperor's yes yeah. or is this baller too Mace Windu's also baller yeah like there are some really good ones now this mm-hmm. this is the the oh, version of that neat. that High Republic saber isn't that fucking cool that's actually very cool maybe one day when I ain't Paying for expensive ass cancer treatments, I'm, I might try to figure out how to build a saber too, because that is slick. Whew. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, buddy. Well, we got one more email. It's from our buddy Robert. He says, "Hey, Halls and Will, I'm on vacation this week, seeing my parents out of state, so I don't think I'll be able to start playing Jedi Survivor until I'm back home." However, I saw this video on YouTube earlier and thought you guys would like to watch it in case you haven't seen it yet. And it's uh, it's the Mark Hamill and Cameron video. Oh, awesome. He said, it's great to see Mark Hamill still doing stuff in the world of Star Wars, training the new generation of Jedi. Hope you guys have a great time playing Survivor. I know I will when I'm finally able to get some game time in. For a question, what cameo would you love to see in this new game? Let me hear your wildest ideas. Thanks, and may the Force be with you. Ooh cameo okay so let's see i'm not gonna say boba fett because the last time they worked boba fett into the sequel for a star wars game i really liked the force unleashed 2 it was doo-doo feces so i'm not gonna say boba fett um 
Darth Maul. Darth, Darth Maul would be kind of Maul cool. is kicking around. Yeah, he is kicking around still at this point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Reva. Oh, Reva. Is uh, Young Solo or Young Orlando? Yeah. There's some around. around. Yeah, I yeah. don't know the exact timeline. Yeah, but they're around somewhere. That would be cool. Um, I think Reva would be cool because it, it would, you know, we know she's an Inquisitor. The Inquisitors are such a big part of the first Jedi survivor. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of cool to see her kicking around with the Inquisitors. Now, we have another voice. Or being a turn to the Jedi, like a reverse Inquisitor. Well, I don't think we're up to the point where the Obi-Wan show has taken place. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. I'm bouncing around in the timeline. I can't remember. I'm a little loosey-goosey with the Jedi Fallen Order Survivor timeline. But regardless, I think it'd be cool to see her. Um, So we have one other voicemail. It's another one from Jacob. And it says, report from a Bigfoot conference. We're saving that for episode 400. I ain't never heard something that sounds more episode 400 in my life. So, Jacob, we're saving that for then, buddy. All of a sudden, I am excite. I am excite. All right, buddy. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks for recording with me. Hey, man. Thanks for recording with me. Three ninety nine in the books. Four hundred next. Four hundred on the deck. So listen, guys. Once again, next week on that twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod, Will and I will be doing our um, episode four hundred stream, and we'll be talking about Star Wars Visions Volume Two, which is coming out. Um, next, it's coming out on the fourth, right? So. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, and whatever else comes up, we'll be, you know, of course, doing your um, voicemails and emails and all that fun stuff as well. So please come hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Um, so besides that, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. It really helps us out. If you like our theme song, please check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music, their Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. And if you like video games, check out me and Steve every week, every Monday on the High Potion Podcast. So, until, do that. Yeah, you should do that. Um, until next week for episode one, when we do episode 400. I almost said episode 100. I wish it was episode 100. Things were a lot better back in them episode 100 <laughs> days. Damn. Shit. Episode 400 is certainly the fucking Empire Strikes Back of the Blue Harvest trilogy, you know? That just means you're set up for a return of the Jedi. Yeah, but I'm probably Boba Fett and fall into the Sarlacc pit in the first few fucking minutes, you know what I mean? Well, your story gets pretty cool after you fall in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, I get recast and then somebody takes two of my own episodes away from <laughs> me. It's, Will, you... you We'll, we'll, we love you guys. We'll see you next week for 400. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Wynn. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>